ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. Proud to share this episode thanks to these fine companies I depend on in the field. Game Changer Calls. The GC was designed with all hunting callers in mind. Though elk is the intended target, the unique size is a game-changing tool for turkey and coyote callers as well. It is not designed to replace your tube or open reads, but rather to complement the caller's repertoire in the field. Burris Optics. Find what matters. Proudly made in the USA. Hoffman Boots. If you're heading to the backcountry and you need some meals that won't bog you down, check out SasquatchFuel.com. 100% compostable packaging was designed to combat litter in the backcountry. The pack system for all your scenarios, initial ascent, expect more and never settle. Titanium Archery Products. Dedicated archers deserve truly unique products that provide all the performance attributes that they demand. And that's exactly what TAP delivers. Western Fly Covers. Ultralight element protection for your gear. Stay on your game. For more brands we run and trust, jump on westerncontours.com partners page. Look for the code Western Contours and save a few dollars off your order. So we're on with Mr. Brandon Waddell. What's happening, brother? And kicking back, watching it snow and blow and give us a little spring storm here in southwest Colorado. Nice, man. I don't know how much sitting back you're doing with the uh, <laughs> getting ready for math here, man, which brings us uh, brings us right into our conversation, man. You guys have been busy, um, you know, post Coco 19, um, <laughs> securing venues and, and you know, kind of getting everything mapped out last year was kind of a kind of a hit to uh our 3d events um far and wide man i think it definitely hit everybody real hard on a local level um no doubt i think we were able to still get three of our four events done during during the middle of the summer uh june and july 
Uh, it was kind of the height of, you know, people trying to figure out what they were going to do with all these people in the outdoor space that were just flooding out of the cities and going, you know, into the mountains. So it was interesting times for sure. Although, um, you know, me and the fam, we set our dates, we did our thing and we stayed in our lane, did what we want, wanted to do and did what we needed to do. And in the end, uh, we're all walking miracles, brother. Yeah. Heck yeah. You guys had a, uh, pretty successful shoot season, if you will, last year. Um, I didn't, unfortunately I didn't make it, but, uh, folks that I know that went out were, uh, thoroughly impressed and happy, you know, how they all went down and excited for this year. Yeah. I think we, we were real fortunate last year. You know, we continued to grow in the midst of a crazy year. Uh, we had a great time. We put on some great, uh, some great events. We did not make it into New Mexico again for our second year. Um, but otherwise we had a great shoot up at lookout in Idaho and Eagle in Southern Utah and at purgatory in, in Southern Colorado. And, and we had a great time. We had a great turnout. People still really wanted to get outside and continue to, um, shoot and be outdoors and, you know, hone their craft and continue to prepare for, uh, hunting probably while having a, an immense amount of family fun. So, you know, we were, we look at last year as a complete success for mountain archery fest for sure. Awesome. So with all that being said, why don't, uh, why don't you hit them with, uh, the spiel, if you will, for, for math or mountain archery fest, um, let everybody know, you know, why it started and where it's going, where it's at. Uh, then we'll talk venues and, and some other pluses with math. Cool. So Mountain Archery Fest, we're rolling into our third year. Um, Mountain, Mountain Archery Fest kind of came about through um, thinking about the idea of having an, a big archery shoot up at Purgatory. Me and a friend Matt had talked about it for a little while and we'd reached out to, you know, the other um the other challenge, you know, the art the archery challenge. And so we kept on kind of rolling with an idea that they didn't want to come. We shot some of that. Um, you know, short story of it is, is, you know, I ended up getting involved kind of indirectly um, through another gentleman in the beginning um, and uh, Gary and from, but Gary had to back out pretty quickly and we just decided, me and the family side, we'd continue to make a run at this. And so we did three years ago and um, things have grown and continue to be successful. And we're just excited about the idea of having a large archery festival that is all discipline, all um, skill levels, all ages, uh, style of family event. We wanted a, a, a 3D event of big, huge, large nature, if you will, but just more directed and aimed towards that family. Um, and also bringing new people into the sport, bringing new archers in and growing them through, you know, kids programs, our events, and then following that in with Pope and young 
following that in with, you know, watching people compete, some pro shooters, some great hunters, you know, always having our connections, uh, you know, the conservation pieces and uh, all of those informational pieces that you can be belong to and passion projects. We bring them all on board and not all of them, but a, a couple of good ones. We can talk about that later, but you know, it's just a, it's just a place for anybody who likes the sport or has had any interest in the sport to come learn or improve from the very first target on the beginner course, all the way to the last target on the most expert course I have. There's so much room for growth for every archer. And so we're just building a venue that's family friendly, safe, um, entertaining, and just a very well-rounded event for a family to come and enjoy uh, the sport of archery and the things connected to it. You know, that, that's that been a nice evolution and you kind of hit on it. Well, at least in my head, a nice evolution with, with some of the 3d shoots, right? Math um, is that it's not just, an event for hunters, right? I mean, there's, there's families that can come out that participate in archery, um, you know, that, that can just come out and have a blast, you know, trekking up on the mountain. And for some folks that might be their, you know, foam may be their first taste in what it would be like to get out in the mountains and, and pursue, uh, pursue whatever animal it is that, uh, that interests them. And it's nice to see that evolution kind of cross, you know, cross from being a kind of a hunter driven thing to just an archery driven thing and bring everybody together, you know, across the archery demographic. Yeah. It's about the sport. It's so amazing what it does for children and for us and for families. And overall, your, you know, your buy-in for a family of four to enjoy the sport, the sport of archery, you know, could be $500 to $2,000 and you could enjoy archery anywhere that you have, you know, a safe archery range. Um, I mean, that could be just a block target in the woods with your family shooting some trad bows at 20 yards. I mean, you could have a ton of fun stump shooting all that kind of stuff. And it's one of those things, one of those sports that I think that families, as they continue to drive out in the outdoor space, um, which is a huge growing market right now due to, you know, the COVID crap and push, keeping people inside. Like, you know, well, the only place it goes outside as far out as they could go. And that's what people did. And so, you know, if you look at it versus buying climbing equipment or buying kayaks or buying, you know, skis or buying, you know, I mean, realistically, you really could do it very affordably and, and it, and have a lot of fun and build some great skills, um, you know, skills that you'll carry into the normal life, everyday work life, everything that comes out of archery. It's really, you know, it's a great thing. So, so, let's talk a little bit. Well, okay. Let's, how am I going to, where do I, there's so much with that. There's so, there's so many little facets of math. Let's, let's talk about, and I there think it's is. important. Let's talk about the, the benefits to math, right? You, you choose uh, a different charitable organization every year. I know you're rolling, uh, rolling SEO over for a, for a second year, but I'd like to talk about that. I'd like to talk about Pope and young who is kind of the, you know, headliner benefit, if you will. Well, I think that, um, you know, Pope and Young is coming, is, is sticking with us. I mean, we built the Pope and Young 
North American 29 world record course. And it's amazing. Um, it's, it's, uh, a great opportunity for anybody to come out and see what a mature, um, animal would look like, um, it's representation and, and it's a great educational course to go bring your children on your family and learn about conservation and ethics, um, and fair chase with Pope and young and, um, you know, and we're going to have a great time with them with the, with the pint night. We have a pint night on Friday night. It's probably, it's, it's pint night, but it's more like a pint afternoon ish night, if you will. And, um, and we'll be, you know, you can get a, a couple beers and a great pint glass and a membership and some cool stuff, uh, from pyro putty and different things that, uh, for registering, $35 or $40 to become a member of Pope and Young and you'll get more than $40 worth of stuff back for becoming a member. And, um, and then later following that, we're doing a wild game or a three course wild game dinner. Um, we have only 50 seats available for that at each venue at this point, basically, um, that's going to be a fantastic meal from some great chefs at, at some of the locations. It may not be at every large math location or mini math, but just look for that on Friday night. You can register for that. Um, you can also register. You don't, you can come be a part of that even if you don't shoot our event. So you can register, come up for the, for the wild game dinner even if you haven't shot that day or anything else, it's open to the public. It's open to anybody to come participate um, and support our, you know, our one and only, you know, national uh, archery association. Right. So um, that's really important. We're really glad that's that relationship's continuing. It's great. And then of course, second chance outdoors uh, coming in for our second year, we just kind of found that we don't get enough time with one year to build our support and build the momentum that we feel that we want to see for some of these organizations within our platform before we move on to the next, you know, to the next opportunity. So, um, but second chance in for the second year, uh, Logan McKinney, he was fantastic last year. He was super involved hands-on, um, amazing person with great big heart. Um, he needs this as much as he needs to do this for others. And that's when you know that something can succeed because as much as they do it for others, they know it's feeding their own goodness and helping them stay off of that dark side. And so it's important for Second Chance Outdoors being the, uh, an organization leading first responders and ex-military and, and frontline workers out and getting them out into the great outdoors um, to experience some brotherhood, some peace and quiet, um, some maybe learn some more about themselves. Uh, and I think that it's really important to build that up within our society. And, you know, and so working with Logan has been a blessing for our family and for Mountain Archery Fest. And so um, we're excited to announce his backyard bash on Saturday afternoon, which is really gonna be a highlight event for us that's non-archery related. Uh, we're doing a full on cornhole tournament and stuff, raising money for second chance. We've got a great 
barbecue dinner planned for that night at most of our locations. Um, and, and you know, we're, we're just all in money's going to second chance. He's got an amazing hunt this year. Uh, we're working on more, but he's got an amazing hunt down in Arizona. We can't, we're super excited about that. Um, someone's going to get to win that, you know, with that, with second chance, we've been running, a, a first responders heartbeat of America. Um, well, we call it a, a discount code. Um, but behind that is, is we've got a little program we're working kind of in the back with second chance, getting some stories from some of these frontline workers about, you know, their career. Uh, and at some, and we'll have someone out of that big group is going to win something really amazing. So we're just really trying to give back to the heartbeat of America. It's more important than ever right now for, for all of us to have that, that, you know, that consideration for what's happening in this country right now and the pressures they've been put under, um, the scrutiny, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter from doctors, surgeons, down to your paramedics, firefighters, cops, you name it. I'm not, I don't mean to leave anybody out there. You know, I mean, national guard, I mean, all the way through all the service, everybody. It's amazing. And we just need to lift them all up this summer. So, um, so a second chance, it's going to be great. I mean, we're going to have a great night, have great dinners, a few beers, play some cornhole, raise a lot of money for great people, a great organization. And then following that, we're going to have the Eastman's uh, film night, which is, going to be a complete blast. Um, you know, this is, this is something that's been kind of coming to fruition for a little while for us. And we think that, uh, between some of the beyond the grid stuff that they're working with and some of the other films they have, I mean, 60 years of information this family has, um, to offer us in the form of video and print, right? I mean, they're an amazing family. And so to, for all that, I think it's going to be a great time. And I mean, that's a jam packed weekend. And then if that's not enough, we Sunday still comes around. You still got some more courses to go shoot. And um, it's just a collaboratively it's come together and it's doing really well. The design of what we feel we have we've on the mountain, you know, course wise, they're going to be great. It's just all coming together, guys. Feels really good right now. I'll be honest. So yeah, I'm gonna. I just because Logan's my boy, man. I got to give a shout out to to his effort over the last year and a half ish with Second Chance Outdoors, man. It's been phenomenal to be a not be a part of it, but be there when that idea was spawned. And he says, man, I think I'm going to do this and to watch it come to fruition and progress the way it has. And his passion in it is just, it's just been phenomenal, man. The, the dude is, uh, the dude is doing really good work um, and just driving the hell out of that. So shout out to Logan there at second chance, man. Appreciate what you're doing, brother. So uh, you talked about, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So how many courses do you have, you know, at, at most venues? And can someone shoot all the courses in, you know, the, the two and a half, three days? Yeah, we have four courses plus a kid's course this year. Um, we have our 
uh, we have the Pope and Young course, which is our beginner course, which we discussed a little bit prior, the 29 North American Slam. We've, we've recreated the world records that are held by Pope and Young Club. We have those antlers recreated. Antlers by Klaus did those. We, we engineered some ways to get them on these 3D targets and get them out there. And um, we got these information boards at every shot that talk about these animals and uh, where they live and how they're doing and what's new. And, um, and then even these signs, if you pay attention on these signs, even the topography background of the, of those signs, the world record was shot somewhere within that topography. Um, the thought to detail on that course is exceptional. Um, and that's for every beginner. It's a trad course all day. Nothing's over 60 yards. That's a testament to the archers that that were able to uh, play the chess probably with these very mature representations of these species. Um, so a testament shout out to the, all of those archers. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Um, and then you can step up to the Eastman's course, which is kind of an intermediate course. And it's also a great trad course and it'll test your trad ability a little bit more. But of course I set things up to where on some of those tests trad wise, you're going to, you've got arrow recover recovery ability there. And, um, so it just can kind of help you feel comfortable with, with sending some arrows, you know, and, and practicing and challenging yourself. That, um, <laughs> hold on. I'm going to cut you off. Right. Because I, I've gone to quite a few 3d shoots, man. And that seems to be a theme right across the board is how many arrows can we make folks leave up on the goddamn mountain, man. And uh, right. that's always been my thing. Right. The last two is like, okay, I, I'll, try and max myself right one year i said i'll three and then the next year is like i don't want to go home with one less arrow um so how right, <laughs> right? because it, it drive you crazy so how uh yeah. when you guys are setting up are you laughing when you're setting up those 3d targets up be honest about it <laughs> well yeah so i mean like you know um you know there's definitely some times within these you know, I'll be honest, like, you know, in the, in those first two courses, I'm describing Pope and Young, I mean, and, you know, we try to recreate some shot angles and we recreate distance and we do that for the Pope and Young course. Eastman's is kind of a little bit more free flow, um, a little bit different style of animal, more of your Western big game. Um, and the, um, and then when you step in, when you step into the cryptic course, um, then we start testing your ability a little bit more. So we start testing you. It's, it's a, it's an advanced course. Um, you know, we're going to give you a lot more realistic, a lot more realistic hunting scenarios. Um, but, and within, when I say realistic, I'm also saying realistic also meaning in, in distance. I mean, there'll be a few stretchers. Don't get me wrong. I want you to be able to say to yourself, wow, I've never considered shooting 65 yards at an elk, but I want to try it. This is the course I'm going to try this on, right? You know, this is, you know, and I'm going to give you some, you know, I'm going to give you some, I'm not going to give you sure-footed level standing 65-yard shot or 61-yard shot or whatever. I'm going to make, I'm going to give you a slightly quartering two with a little bit of a downhill or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give you more of the things that I have noticed that, I've had to deal with in the backcountry 
hunting some of those animals. Right. So then I just try to apply things that have happened to me and try to understand that I'm building a course that is designed to take your, your average hunter and elevate him and, and, and encourage him to do a little bit more, but yet find success within that course. Right. I don't want anybody to go through a course and feel defeated. Um, I wanted to understand that, you know, the measures of that course and what, what it's there to represent. And I think that with that, you know, you gotta, um, you gotta, you just gotta give them realistic expectations right from the get go. And so then when we get up into the, uh, base map course, which is going to be super exciting this year, um, I think it's, it's going to be really wild to be honest, because I'm not flagging it or taping it or signing it. When you get off the lift, you, you will give you plenty of opportunities to pre-download for free uh, base map. Um, they've done some big improvements on the base foundation of their, of their free app in order on, to do what we want to do on this mountain. So that's a huge upgrade for the, the consumer. Um, and I think that you'll, if you do the pro version, it's almost as, I mean, it is better in some instances, but you'll be able to do this course without it, but you'll have to get off the lift and figure out which way you're going to go. You'll upload the math layer on base map and the course will be on base map and you will have to get off the lift and you will have to go find your first pin. It will literally be a whisker biscuit in the grass. And you will find it, and then you have to figure out where your target is. And they will be camouflaged. They will be hard to they will be hard to find. They will be, you know, it'll be even a harder, more realistic hunt than the cryptic course. Does that make sense? Heck yeah, so that's, just, that's awesome. A lot of these, a lot of these shots on that are going to end up being stretched and camouflaged, and they're just going to be. It's going to be a really fun course, but you're going to have to utilize your base map. You're going to have to utilize your glass. You're going to have to utilize your instincts on where I would go or where I would shoot or where I'd put my next target. Think of the last angles of the shoot angles. Think of like, you know what I mean? Think of the transition. Have you had a cliff shot yet? Have you had an uphill yet? Have you had a traverse shot? If you had, you know what I mean? Like, have you had all those testing shots um, that you will encounter in a real hunt in the Rocky mountains. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And, um, I've worked through so many scenarios in my mind on how fun that could be. So who's does, are you designing all the courses or you have help in that? How's that come, come about? I have help in some of that, but I'll be honest. Um, you know, the Pope and Young course is something that I don't have to set anymore. My team fully understands what I expect out of that. Same with the Eastman's course. Um, but I've always taken some pride in doing some of those harder courses. And, and yes, we have conversations where um, I've had my own family or volunteers where we'll set a target and they'll literally look at me and be like, you're an asshole. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's, that's a mean shot. Like that is not okay. Um, I had a shot last year at Eagle Point that I'll do again this year. And it's on a double black diamond. You shoot off of about a 20 foot round boulder. And there's a wolf, a standing 
gray wolf down at the bottom of this head wall, basically against another boulder coming out between these two boulders. And he's 90 ish yards away. Um, but you're talking major down angle, but basically there was a tree in the way. You really couldn't see this wolf from the boulder, but if you, you could, I mean, you could see the wolf. Don't get me wrong. Like you could, you could pin him, but you had to pin him based on just silhouette and see you're looking through trees and branches and you're seeing him. But if you made that shot, just your pin would be, but your arrow would clear the tree. Does that make sense? Yes. Like your pin is dead in the tree, dead on the wolf, but your arrow will go over the tree. And most people look at it and they're like, no way. Trajectory. And man. It will, it'll make it, <laughs> it'll make it all the way down. You just have to trust the shot. And, and, and that's, you know, so I play some mental games in that scenario. Um, so yeah, I take a lot of pride working, um, you know, some of those upper courses myself because I have a, idea of what I want it to look like, but I'll be honest, my crew, um, Stephanie Garrett, my boys, Branson, Aiden, Braxton. I mean, they're figuring it out. Every time we set a course, they, they figure a little bit more out about me and what I'm doing. <laughs> um, and, uh, you let the dogs in real quick. Thanks. They're scratching the door big time. Um, so, yeah, I think that um, for the most part, though, that base map and that cryptic course, most all those will be set. I mean, they'll be designed mostly by me this year. So I want to get into some of this. So you said a couple things that that caught me, right? And and you said you want the uh, you want the archer, um, you want the measure of the course in the archer, and. And that's one of the things that's so great about the 3D season, right, is is it's early enough or excuse me, it's late enough in the year to where our tinkering and figuring out, you know, what arrow we're shooting. If you you know, if you're a change up guy or whatever or gal, yeah. um, we should already have that flat land, you know, air quote, flat land stuff kind of figured out. But it's late enough in the year. So we can we have we still have time to take the measure of the course, as you said, and take that back for improvement prior to archery season in most instances, right? Um, here in California, yeah. we, you know, our archery season opens up in, uh, in July most years. Uh, but that's an anomaly I'm going to say across the country. Um, but I really like that. Right. And that, that ties into something else you said, you know, and you're talking about these shots and, and kind of trusting, um, you know, what's going on when you, when you're looking at that silhouette and your pin is going right through that log, but also understanding your equipment and your aero flight. Right. I mean, that's one of the things it, trajectory is huge. Um, yeah. and I remember shooting another course, uh, that was a hoodoo course maybe two years ago. Um, and there was a shot on a bear and the bear is uh, his, his rings are in the log, right? You can see the top of the top of the eight and that was it. And as you range this, you know, 60 yard shot um, cross slope, 
right? You're looking right at it. And I'm watching people either thump it or hit it really high. And it's, it's like those threading the, threading the needle shots are my favorite, right? Can I make it through that little window, you know, be it dealing with windage or can I make it through that little window dealing with elevation? I mean, those are some of my favorite shots, man. But to not examine that or pay attention to that and then go into the elk woods or the deer woods uh, or for bear, you know, bear woods for that matter and not have taken the time to understand that or pay attention to that, I think is a huge detriment when September, you know, through December hits. Yeah. Yeah. I think that this, you know, these July shoots, most, you figure most of the West opens up prong corn middle of August. Um, so some of those July shoots, late shoots, I mean, they are really some of the last opportunities for you to understand and, and dial in and be ready. Um, you know, it's also kind of fun that you can, you know, if you can play around in June a little bit, some shoots and then come to, and then, and then play with your equipment, some late June or the July and kind of get a few things dialed in, maybe you realize your third axis was off or, you know, you just a few things here or there and, um, then by your July event, man, you should be, you should, you really know who you are and what you got and what you're capable of. You know, your maximum effective range, you know, what your equipment at this point, you may learn something right before you, or be during your hunting, hopefully, but, but hopefully your confidence and your connection with your equipment is you know, by the 1st of August, it should be, you should be primed up, ready to go. Um, some people can pull it off guy where they buy a bow, put it together and three days before they go hunt and they go and they have great success, but I am not one of those people. You know, and, and that's, that's a true statement. Right. And, and I don't want to sound like a douche or anything, but I'm not about it. Right. And, and I think, and I know you would agree that I don't want to not have taken every measure possible to ethically lay an animal down. I mean, period. Now I'm not saying a guy with 30 years experience setting up bows and tuning bows and, you know, going out and knows his shot process and everything. Um, but just your average everyday folk. I mean, you know, I would hope that somebody's putting more time in that. Yeah, you know, hey, we can all have more luck some days than others. Yes, right? sir. That's absolutely. We all know that is a piece of this puzzle. But um, for me, even when I went and shot a couple of weeks ago at Boa down here in Farmington, the pole shoot, an amazing shoot, 300 plus people did come out, raised tons of money for cancer families. I mean, this guy puts a, an amazing shoot on. The support is fantastic. And um, it's the first year I've shot it. I've always gone down there and booth or helped him out or, but this year I decided I was going to shoot it. And man, I'll tell you what, I know darn well that my equipment is money. So because I've spent so much time behind it, paper tuning and arrows and this and that, and triple checking my third and my second, oh, dude, I mean, I'm anal. Every time I shoot my bow, I tighten every screw. Like, I mean, I'm, you know, it's just one of those things. And because when I make a poor shot, I just, I, I know it's me. So I just love taking all that out of the equation. And, and then when I'm shooting it, I can focus on me. 
because I know my equipment is fine and is great or as good as I, I can get it myself. And that is for me, excellent, right? I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, so I think that, you know, these, these shoes through the summer are a great opportunity. I think they're a great opportunity for a family fun. They're a great opportunity for some of us that are a little higher and geeked out on archery, right? I mean, you know, you could shoot one day guy and you could be like in the hotel room, mad scientist on your stuff. And then the next day come out and be like, boom, baby, there it is. I found it, you know? And when you leave after stuff like that and you leave and you walk into a hunt, knowing the confidence you built on that mountain and knowing your maximum effective range, your hunting becomes a little more fun. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. just me because it becomes off. more subconscious, right? right? So I can, so my subconscious can be there when I need it. And then therefore I can be more present and in the moment. I'm there because no, I'm not having to worry about it. There's right. nothing worse than being on the mountain and questioning your ability, be it in the shop, yeah. be it in your fitness. You know what I mean? There is nothing yeah. worse. Yep. So well, I, I do want to talk about something you brought up the second and third access. So, you know, and I've seen it and I've heard it. Uh, I've probably done it myself, you know, and, and we, we want to point at the equipment and he said it more than once. Um, but so when we start talking third access, right, those, those gnarly incline shots or decline shots, um, Talk about the third axis versus the archer, right? Because there's some processes when you're looking at taking those steep, either upward or downward shots that you're doing um, that have really nothing to do with the equipment and more to do with the archer and the process. Yeah, I think if, if for me, if my third axis is set, then it really comes down to me knowing my body angle, my body structure, and kind of how my bow and uh, kind of how you know how in your angle of your your triangle of your of your bow, your setup, and just kind of how you open up. And so for me, it just takes a lot of practice knowing, you know, do I want you know how I'm bending at the waist, you know, I'm pulling out straight, bending out the waist really keeping that third set, um, you know, allow paying attention to that bubble, keeping that baby where it needs to be. You know, sometimes for me, it's like, I don't, sometimes I don't know if I want to captain Morgan up a hill or if I want to stand with my feet really close together or, you know, so there's all those other little technical things for me that if I know if my, if my bow is set correctly, then for me, I have to figure out how my geometry and framework work and coincide with making sure that second third and the whole my my bubble everything is angles open is right um so for me um the hardest part for me is just that initial footing and then just making sure because i have a tendency when i'm doing hard down or hard up the hard part for me is is no matter how much I'm bending at that waist, I tend to in my, uh, my back elbow either tends to drop or rise. And it does some funky things back there to me when I do some movements. So I just have to really, for me, that's the biggest concentration for me is just really making sure that once I am set that in that, in that movement in my waist, that I'm making sure that that back elbow isn't doing something weird in my transition. And then from there, just holding that bubble baby and, 
you know, and just trying to stay open and make execution. I don't know, man, it's tough. It's the hardest stuff to practice. It, it is. It's difficult, right? Because you go to, you know, the majority of our ranges, man. I mean, you know, even if you're stretching those shots out, you know, 100, 100 plus, uh, you're still standing flat ground. You know, most of them are groomed really nice, be it on dirt or be grass, um, you know, and, and just just the offset of your foot. Right. Eight inches on your rear above. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That'll that'll kill you. That'll kill people. For me, uh, my cork is ha- filling anything thing under my feet uh my feet i don't yeah. are like yeah. oddly yeah oddly sensitive um yeah <laughs> so for me to compensate in the woods right when i'm hunting is i wear a stiffer sole boot um so that little cork doesn't That's play right and and That's i good idea yeah but that goes to you know i i had to be honest with myself on why why did that you know what i mean like it's some weird ass quirk that i have that i had to figure you know, out a, a workaround <laughs> i do the same thing like i'm like learning to shoot an uncomfortable footing whether you're in a whether you're in a hard shank or you're in moccasins, it doesn't matter, right? I mean, no matter what, the biggest thing is is like if you're doing tons of stocking this year on high elevation mule deer hunt, then whatever you're wearing, shoe wise to do that and to shoot, you should be wearing that equipment. You should bring that stuff for a course. You should, you should, you you know, this is a chance, and I don't see it very often, guy. I don't see anybody really come and shoot some of those higher level courses with like the stuff they hunt with or with their backpack on or things like that. I mean, this is amazing opportunities for you to come just have fun. You're right. And just shoot and have a good time. Not worry about no scoring, no nothing. It doesn't matter. Just have a good time. But some people, they come and they, they're all out, man, you know, and, but I've never seen anybody come fully geared yet. Like full camo, (laughs) full backpack, full everything. I haven't seen that yet. I think part of that is people are worried about the ridicule. <laughs> we, well, it's too we, bad because we're a rough you crowd, know, man. When I look at, <laughs> well, you know, guy, I'm, I'm, I shoot a lot through the summer, and then when I get about thirty days out, I start breaking into equipment, clothing. Um, I start shooting out of the tree stand more. I start shooting out of the blind more. I start shooting out the bucket differently. I start trying to incorporate other things into my gear to show me different things. And let me give you a prime example of something that I've never done before that cost me an elk last year. So on my initial ascent pack, I keep my, this last year, I was keeping my Garmin right up by my right hand shoulder off that clip, right up top, right on the top of my shoulder and on my right shoulder. And I never thought twice about it until I drew on a great bull. And when I went to anchor, my Garmin was in the way. I couldn't get it out of the way. I tried moving it. I tried, I tried to unclip it. I, I had to let down. Like I couldn't get unclipped. I literally ended up dropping my pack off of, off of me. Cause like in the moment I couldn't get that carabiner off of that clip. And I ended up dropping that pack on the ground and drawing on this bowl. And he was just staring at me and I didn't get it off. But it was one of those things where, I'd never put that there. Um, well, I took that back. I ran it that way the year before, but I never had the chance to draw on a bull the year before when I was in my pack. That one time I shot, um, 
when I was hunting uh, Waldo, I was literally in a blind, sweating to death. I didn't have anything on. And then when I was hunting Joker, it was, you know, on, I knew where I was at. I was, I was on private. I wasn't, I didn't need to use it. So it was interesting that when I got in that moment, I had never done that. So, you know, to gear up and come out and play that and do that and move stuff around. And I mean, it's, this is a perfect opportunity. Um, but you're right. No one does it, but I'll tell you what, you're welcome to come do that at my event. If anybody ridicules you for, you know, for that kind of thing, then they really don't get it, you know, um, because we all are trying to do our best and improve our sport, do what's best for us, have a good time, stay in our lane. And that might just be what someone needs to do in order to have the confidence to go kill their first bull. And that's something we should embrace. Right. So, um, I just think it's a good, but a good idea, but I've never seen it. I've never done it at my own event. <laughs> so maybe you know, I need to lead the way. I, I guess, was going to say, I guess yeah. I'm going to, I guess I'm going to have to throw some, uh, some weight in the IA and uh, come out there fully geared up, man. I'll take some ridicule for it. But that, and that, you yeah, know, tell you what, we you haven't, know. I'm sorry. We haven't even really talked about that aspect of season readiness you know we've been talking archery but it's an absolute perfect opportunity to test your fitness at that point right do i need to ramp up my cardio a little bit you know are my legs dying as i'm walking around you know we're not you're not really running the mountains right at the shoot you're you're it's a decent steady pace because you're not trying to you know hold groups up that are behind you or whatnot and you may have to wait for someone in front of you but you get to test that 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 fitness um yeah i think especially when you're looking at this base map course and things like that, you know, I mean, you're going to be going downhill, uphill, downhill, uphill, you know I mean? Like you're going to be hunting. I'm not just the base map course isn't going to just bail downhill. Um, it's no different than how I set up the cryptic course at Eagle point last year. Eagle point was a 4.7. I think I don't know, people said 4.7, 5.1 mile uh course and it took you down head walls back up head walls over the other side to the top of the peak i mean you were this course starts at ten thousand feet and goes up and down and up and down over to the other higher peak and then finally bails down um you know and that's if you want to test your if you want to test kind of where you're at that eagle point shooting that base map course at eagle point will be where it's at um you know, every mountain kind of has its own little signature of, you know, what kind of makes it special. Then what makes Eagle Point special is that 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 base map course will be almost five miles long and it will take you across all across that top of that mountain range. And uh, it is it that if you have any desire of testing where you're at, that's the shoe because the elevation and the distance will surely test you, you know. Yeah, because a lot of that, man, a lot of us are training, you know, and, and a lot of guys I know they're, you know, they're training anywhere from, you know, call it 3000 to just below, you know, six or 7000 in that realm. But just tacking on mm-hmm. a couple thousand from there, man, once you hit like that 7500 mark and above, that's really where I see, at least in myself, a lot of the, oh, crap, I wasn't really ready um come into place and that's been one of my things this year is is making the entire season about elevation right hard work at elevation as early as possible yeah yeah as early as possible is the key there um you know i think um you know even for me 
you know, my situation, I'm always trying to uh, figure out how I feel. And I can tell you right now, even I can tell you, I'll, I'll be honest with you, cite your bow and down there at sea level and come up and shoot at 10,000 feet and tell me how much you're off because you will be. And, and there's not a you, lot of you consideration. Don't, you don't think it, but I can tell you, I live at, you know, almost 7,500 feet and I could go, I can go down to zero elevation or a thousand feet and I'm, I'm shooting off my elevations off. I mean, it's, it's, it's no different than a baseball flying a mile high or an arrow or anything else. It doesn't matter. The higher you go, it's going to fly a little easier. You know, um, and so all that kind of stuff helps you determine things on that mountain. So, um, I mean, it's endless. And what we're trying to create is the most complete 3D archery event in the USA, right? And that's the beauty is, is even on that same mountain that I got a five mile course on, I still got three other courses that you could spend shooting a couple of days and you're going to have a blast. Um, even if you're not ready to go do that course yet. Um, but it gives you something to strive for if you want to be a Western, you know, big game hunter. Right. So uh, I think that, uh, you know, I think it's really important to also understand that, you know, this mountain has, it has something for everybody. Don't be intimidated by anything. We, you know, we're trying really hard right now. We might have a great announcement with someone really special that's going to come with us this year on the tour. That's going to be our NFAA coach. They're going to have an archery uh, a bow company with them. They're going to be teaching people They're They'll have bows at their disposal to get anybody up to the line to shoot safely and comfortably and learn how to shoot. I mean, that's, that's awesome. It's free. Just come up. It's free. Come, come learn. You know, all of everything we do, just so you know, that's something different about us too, is everything we do is open to the public, except for going up the lift to shoot, right? So base area is open to the public. Dinners are open to the public. Everybody's welcome to be and come see who we are because we're 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 just regular American families that love the sport who may love to hunt, who may not, who may like to eat it, but not go hunt, who may see the importance of conservation and ethics, but they want to support it, but it's just not their gig to go do, um, or just, you know, anybody I'm over the last couple of years, we've had people walk off the street and be like, what are you guys doing up here? And we tell them we're doing that. Are you kidding me? Like you'll teach me to shoot a bow. Yeah. They're like, no, seriously? Yes. Come over here. I'll show you. And, you know, in Idaho alone last year, we had 12 people that had never shot a bow before that came to Mountain Archery Fest and shot a bow. That's like, look, it's only 12 people. No, but, but that's a big deal. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's a big deal. <laughs> you know, I mean, so, um, so all of you listening probably know about Mountain Archery Fest. Maybe some of you may not. Some of you may be archers. Some of you may not. Those of you who are and know who we are and please bring other people who are not archers, bring other people who are, bring people who you think would enjoy it. Spread the word. We're here for everybody to come and learn and enjoy the sport. Um, and I think it's important to challenge those of you who are listening, who are hunters, who are archers to find somebody, bring them, bring them to walk with you, bring them to hike with you, 
Bring them to come watch movie night. Bring them to do anything with us. doesn't matter. If they want to go up with you and shoot on the lift, I think it's like 20 bucks to ride the lift and, and go hike around all day. I mean, it's no different than if you bought the lift ticket and rode up and got your picture taken on the top and rode it back down. You know, so it's good value to just come be a part of what we're doing. Um, so we're excited about that. I mean, all of our sponsors that are coming back, Guy, from year after year. I mean, the families we're creating within these sponsorships is just overwhelmingly warming to my soul. I just came and tell you. Well, so let's since you bring that up, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the sponsors, man. Who's who's uh, on the list and. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, coming in this year, like, like it's hot as Eastman's tag hub again. Um, they're presenting us this year. Um, we're being navigated by base map and then our mountain madness competition on Saturday, which is, I mean, we have tons of classes for that from trad kids, cubs, youth, young adult, bare bow, men's and women's hunter open. I've had a, I've had a, uh, I've had a, um, Olympic trad in there, but no one's come yet. Um, but our mountain madness comps being sponsored by PSE this year, which is really cool. And then we've got initial scent back in this year, cryptics in again, this year, Baku vortex, uh, HHA sports, phone scope, pyro putty, Pope and young club. Uh, we've got triple H outfitters giving us some big hunts this year that we're going to announce here shortly. Uh, antler Canyon outfitters is back in again this year with some Turkey hunt and mule deer hunt and coos deer hunts. Uh, we got state wraps, grizzly ears, cutters, stabilizers. Um, she's what else? RMP rifles, all of scoped industries, which would be Utah hydrographic scoped AI, the cooler tray, boring rifles, um, pyro putty phone scope. So, I mean, and then they're coming in, we were just kind of, those are all the sponsors that are coming back from last year. And we've got more sponsors to announce coming up here shortly. They're just all been kind of waiting to see what our rest of our dates were going to be. Um, it's hard to get sponsors to come on board when you don't know the rest of your calendar. And that's been an extremely difficult process this year. Thanks to COVID. Um, everything that was supposed to happen last year. <laughs> so if you take every wedding, every, everything that was supposed to happen last year is now happening this year. Plus all the other big stuff that, they, these resorts or venues do anyway. And then you add, you know, uh, how many people go in the outdoor space and all these places and the amount of, of events like mine that want outdoor space and utilize these types of locations is growing immensely. Um, so it's getting pretty cutthroat on weekends in 21. Um, within locations. So, you know, we obviously came out of the gate right away with purgatory and Eagle point where we've been, this will be our third year going to those two venues. Um, you know, we did not make a plan to go back up to look out after last year, basically I'll tell you what, an amazing mountain, amazing crew there, uh, amazing management. Um, 
but just the setup of how they run their bicycle program through the mountain and the parking lots and just different things. It just, we were never going to really be able to grow into what we needed to see there to be successful. So it was net, you know, the reason a lot of people have asked us about, you know, look out and really the ultimate reason is it has nothing to do with not being a great place. Um, but we just weren't going to be able to grow there over the long term. So we just were, so we began to open up those doors elsewhere. Um, so right now, I mean, we, I, I suppose we should jump into maybe some dates. Yeah. I was going to um, talk about venues because you just added a pretty, a pretty hefty uh, venue to it. And then, yeah, let's uh, talk about dates and locations, man. Knock that out. So, so a couple things that math is doing in 21 is, is we've created a mini math series in a way that we're just beginning to start. Um, and the mini map series is basically a prequel to the big mountains that summer. So we'll be doing some mini maps and near those locations, um, integrating communities, doing some great work with SEO, getting some local people, some help in there um, and just bringing a great fun family shoot to, you know, an area near where we're having these big venues. And so, and then, and then of course we have our normal big maps that we do on the, in the big venues. And so, to start with that, our first mini math, we kind of did a one dayer, but our first official mini math is going to be the 10th and 11th of April. And that's going to be in near Hesperus, Colorado at Spring Hollow Ranch. Uh, that's just outside of Durango, Colorado, where we have the per Southwest Colorado uh, purgatory location for our big math. So April 10th and 11th is a mini math. Great time. We'll still be doing and and showing the Eastman's film and two days and some great competition on Saturday and some fun shoot as well. Um, then we're going to be heading a little bit more towards your direction. We'll be in Reno on the 17th and 18th. We're being hosted by Silver Arrow Bowman Club and we're coming in there with the Pope and Young course. Uh, the Pope and Young Club is coming with us and we're bringing the Pope and Young Pine Night and Eastman's film night to Silver O Bowman Club on the 17th of April. So on the 17th, we'll have a competition, film night, pint night. And then of course, on the 17th and 18th, the Pope and Young course is open to shoot for fun. So if you're in the Reno area, anywhere out that way, please come and see us. It's a great opportunity. It's, if, uh, it's $40 to shoot the Pope and Young course. Uh, 10 of that goes to the Silver Arrow Bowman Club. It's a park fee, basically an entrance to, for the park. Uh, and then what's cool about that is, is you'll pay that $10 uh, park fee. And then that goes back into helping Silver Arrow Bowman keep up their property, keep uh, targets. And then also they donate a bunch of that money to some local people to help them get them bows and arrows and different things like that. So it's pretty cool. Um, so that's our first, uh, that'll be one of, so we have that mini math on the 10th and 11th. And then we have that Pope and Young exclusive, the 17th and 18th in Reno at Silver Arrow Bowman Club. And then fast forward quite a bit, actually. I mean, we, we, we might find a venue in May. Um, but as of right now, that's not, it's not looking real good, but we'll see. So our first big math event will be June 11th, 12th, and 13th at Purgatory in Southwest Colorado. And then fast forward two weeks later, 
will be at Eagle Point in Southern Utah, outside of Beaver on the 25th, 26th, and 27th of June. And then we just announced this weekend with registration opening tomorrow, um, we just opened, well, I mean, we just announced, I'm sorry, uh, that we will be at Snow Basin Ski Resort in Northern Utah on the 23rd, 24th, and 25th of July. Uh, that's all the, that's all I've got publicly announced is right now for dates. We are looking at another possible location. Maybe it might be Montana. Maybe it might be Wyoming, might be Northern Colorado, but we're looking, you know, some other time there in July, um, for those opportunities. So right now I just, I think the coolest thing about us being able to go to snow basin on the 23rd, 24th and 25th is, is that, uh, pack is going to be down the road less than an hour away at park city on the same weekend. <laughs> and, um, this is an opportunity for anybody that's a hardcore 3d archer to be able to come and shoot two of the biggest 3d archery comp, you know, event companies in the United States that are literally be next door to each other. Um, in my opinion, it's the greatest 3d weekend Period. in American. History. Yeah. I mean, can you, can you do it any bigger? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, this creates an amazing opportunity for you to shoot two days with, with each of us. And, you know, if you're a powerhouse, you could maybe get 10 different courses in. Right. You'd have to be a mother loving seven, but, <laughs> but if you consider how many courses he has and how many courses we have, I mean, you, there's a lot of foam, a lot of opportunity that could be worked out. Um, so we're really excited about that. I mean, you know, it's, we, you know, we entered that scenario cautiously and uh, optimistically um, and as we worked through the process, we just really began to see just how positive of a situation this is for the people that we do events for, right? This is an amazing opportunity. So, um, so we're really excited. So we look forward to that. And as soon as we get anything breaking, we'll let you know. Uh, I mean, the biggest thing is to stay tuned to most of our social media. Uh, Mountain Archery Fest on Instagram and Facebook. Um, but all the information that we've talked about, all the different courses, all the different things that we've talked, you know, all the different events within our event, all those things are on our website at mountainarcheryfest.com. Um, all the links to register are there. Like I say, we do have a great discount code. I have a great discount code for um, frontline workers that's going. We have multiple shoot discounts. We have groups of uh, large group, large groups of six uh, discounts. We have a fan, a great family discount for four, two adults, two children. Uh, that's really great and affordable. Um, so there's just so much going on, guy. There's so much opportunity this summer. I mean, if you don't make it to Mountain Archery Fest, make it to something. Get outside, get your bow, take your kids. Take the fam, go, go get on a mountain, go shoot, get outside because, um, 
we all know how important that is. We've been shown how much we don't like being inside. So it's time to take the bull by the horns and get outdoors. Absolutely. Go. And, 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 you know, the one thing that we didn't really mention and shame on both of us is the level of camaraderie um, that you will find at these events. Right. And we were kind of cracking on it earlier. You know, at least I did talking about going out in full gear and getting razzed on a little bit. Um, but I mean, the level of camaraderie to be to be on the mountain, right? It's one thing like we go to, you know, hunt expo or something and you're in the under the same roof. But to be out and actually behind the string and sharing discussion in between arrow flights and walks to pins uh, and listening to other people's perspectives and hearing their stories from on the mountain, um, you know, where they got their start, what's their favorite thing and their bow setups. Man, that stuff is absolutely phenomenal. And I don't care how long you've been doing it you learn something right you got guys that have been doing it for 25 years 30 years that are setting their ways and they're listening to you know some kid that's tinkering and just all into it teched out and they're learning stuff and it's vice versa man it's just the camaraderie is just freaking phenomenal i i can't tell you the amount of uh amount of joy that it brings me personally to do these events and to see the camaraderie, the families, the laughter, um, the love, you know, it's, uh, it's just, it's a great place and you're right. We're really excited this year, guy, about the opportunities for more vendors and more things like that to be at our events. We really want that style of stuff to get back to a grassroots level back where it originates back where it's where it, we it used to mean the most i mean it seemed like a great idea to go shove sixty thousand people in a warehouse to see all of our cool stuff and talk to each other but we lost sight of where what that? it felt like to be on the mountain at a shoot talking to the same people, like you're saying, on the mountains, in between your flight, talking to these vendors, talking to these sponsors, talking to these people at in the moment of what we enjoy the most, not just in a warehouse and going on an early morning run or everybody staying out late and getting smashed and, and all that stuff like we do at these big conventions, doing business at night. You know, this creates an, a much more healthier opportunity I think for our industry <laughs> yeah. to, to have a lot of those things that we really value without all the distraction of the other stuff. So we, we're extremely grateful to, to our sponsors and the families within those we've created a lot of meaningful personal relationships. Uh, we, we, you know, it's, we wouldn't have it any other way guy than to have the family aspect and the family atmosphere and the sponsors that believe in family and the sponsors that understand that importance. I mean, all the way down to when we schedule meetings to talk to each other and something comes up with a kid, we reschedule and we don't miss a beat. That's fine. We all know within all of our conversations, all our relationships, our families first. And, and that's, been refreshing. I'm, I, I'd say I'm probably the biggest rule breaker of that. I mean, I work all the time. I never stop. I'm always, I, I have such a hard time of 
of differentiating time because I think of all these great things when I'm not supposed to be. <laughs> and so I have to tell people or, or I remember shit that I forgot. Right. And I got, I got to tell somebody right now or I'll forget again for another two weeks. Um, so yeah, we're, we're all working on that. Um, no, everybody's helping me work on that. <laughs> I tried to deflect that. Do you see that? It didn't work. I, yeah, I heard it. I, I mean, right when I went to deflect it, my wife walked through the living room, uh, through the kitchen. I heard, but but she's been a huge. She's been a huge heart, right? That's your backbone. I mean, we can't, you know, uh, because we're talking about that. <laughs> yeah. She's your backbone with it, and uh, there's no, there's no doubt. I mean, I can't even tell you. I mean, she got thrusted into a world. Look, not only is she, she's not an archer, she's not a hunter. Um, it's not her world. She supports all of us in it. Uh, and when we started down this road of mountain archery fest, um, I mean, she had never built a website. At it. Well, it kind of built our one website, but not to the expanse that we had to go with what we're doing now and, and all this stuff. And it's just, dude, the, the places that I've drug her to in math, is crazy, but I can tell you now in the last, man, she hit that two-year curve and in the last couple months, the stuff that she has learned and taught us and some of the, you guys are going to be really excited about um, how registration is going to run, not only on online. I mean, we can, we, Callie and um, Jared at Stride basically uh, completely rewrote a program for registration. I mean, I, I, you can't, it doesn't even look, it's not even remotely the same. It's, it's so good that stride basically is asked, you know, is, is going to take Callie's platform that she built for us and they're going to make it their foundation platform for all archery events across the board. And, and then she came up with some other registration options for us and you know, the whole QR coding that we're working through in registration and, I mean, what? Yeah, we're going digital. And my and Callie has paved the way. I mean, like she was looking for, I don't remember what she, she was looking for something online and then she came across a, a whole different thing that when we got into it, we realized, oh, this is what we've been waiting for. Like this is the ticket for all of this registration and, uh, you know, for filling, signing waivers and, forms and all this stuff it's all digital it's so easy and i mean it's the the things that she's been able to come up with and implement in the last couple months is is going to change the way that how events are being approached as a consumer and that's exciting for us for you know and exciting to watch that happen for her um, as well because she's just continued to grow out of you know this darkness of not knowing how to do any of this stuff or how to you know create things and i mean and now man like i mean there's not a day that goes by that i don't give her projects in order for me to stay moving forward if that makes sense no absolute sense and, you know i'm excited and, to see and, it because that that whole registration getting to the you know the shoe that that whole thing is very very cumbersome very or has been in it the past be. yeah so I'm, I'm looking forward to that good on cali the 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 people that are around me right now guy 
on our board and my family are all amazing people doing amazing work, helping me, you know, get this event to the level that we all, that I envisioned from the beginning and that now everybody collectively sees. Right. Um, and so we're, we're excited guy. I mean, our first year we got hammered with snow, had to move venues, change dates. I mean, it was epic record fall of snow. And then, and then last year's COVID and man, just give us a free year to run, man. And let, <laughs> just let us open up our wings just a little bit here. And we think that we have a product that has a lot of room to carry for years and years we think we have an idea of how this can be relative, fresh, fun, and continue for a long time. So um, I'll tell you what, Guy, you've been a huge supporter for me. You were a huge fan of Wilderness Attitude in the day. You've been a great supporter for me and the family and, and Mountain Archery Fest. And it's been amazing watching you grow and watching – you how much fun we're having in this, you know, it's not easy. I know that the podcast world's not easy. Um, and I'll tell you what though, there's not many people I like to listen to anymore, guy. And you're, you're one of the few. I appreciate Just that, brother. So you know, wow, that means a lot, man. There's a lot of saturation in this market, but you have some way of keeping it fresh and relative and, I, that's not easy to do in this industry or in this world or in, in what we do and what we love, right. It can become redundant, but you stay really fresh. And I appreciate that. Thanks brother. Yeah. That means a lot, man. So man, I am uh, looking forward to be on the mountain with you guys. I will be there podcasting. Um, not yep, sure how yep, many events right now I'm planning to, um, so I'm going to try, I, I definitely want to do purgatory. I'm definitely doing snow basin. It's just the Eagle point when I got to work into the schedule. So if, uh, folks are listening and you're going to attend math, make sure you stop in, see me, say hi, and, uh, let's chat for a few and get you on the mic and go check out, uh, all the fine sponsors. My buddies over at, uh, initial ascent base Mac, the cryptic guys, uh, phone scope. I mean, that list is huge. Uh, Baku e-bikes. Um, keep me the hell away from those guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. I had I had the opportunity to kind of um, had the opportunity to check out a a really cool uh, electric um, thing bikey thing. I don't know if I could say it, but it's really rad. Oh, Baku's coming out with. And it, it's not your, it's not what we're normally thinking about here. Right. I think they put a picture of it a while back. You can go look for it. If it's still up, I'm not sure. Dude, I've been um, avoiding them guys like the black plague brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I, I'm lucky that they give me kind of a loner to kind of utilize a little bit on the mountain. And, you know, it's usually the one that we give away at the end of the year, but I, uh, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I didn't ride one for a long time because I knew bad idea. Cause I know as soon as I ride one, I'm buying one and I, it's hard to, hard to come up with chunk of a bunch of nickels. <laughs> I, I told myself, <laughs> I told myself last year, I'm going to, I'm going to chill on my uh, gear expenditures, man. But that thing, every time I see one, I'm like, Oh man, 
They're just so you cool, man. You, did you see that little uh, scooter they leaked? No, I didn't. Yeah, they got a little scooter they leaked, man. Got a little front wheel, a little rear wheel, a rack. Dude, it's it's uh, that's pretty cool. I wasn't so sure if that was something I'd be really interested in, to be honest with you. But, but I was just up in Salt Lake talking with Dave and those guys at Baku, and I was checking that thing out. And I think it's just as – I think it'd be great. I mean – the the range is as good or better as the bike and you know different things and then you know for me i'm not riding a seat getting you know my butt hurting all day and you know you're riding and it just seems like it's easier to get on and off of a little less cumbersome not as big it's only like 65 pounds it, it'll take the 17.5 battery or the 21.5 battery i think if i remember i'm saying right and you know it's like it, that i think that's and it's you know way less and money half the price so that makes it maybe a little bit more attainable for some of us yeah no those, those things are those things are trick man they're a lot of fun there's no doubt we caught we we followed some targets in with the trailer in one of those a few places where we didn't where we could actually ride to we didn't want to hoof it <laughs> yeah they're capable fun. that's the thing right is is they are capable as hell man i mean just oh, yeah they are. I put those things in my scenarios, especially like at some of my, my home hunts. And I'm like, Oh man, that thing would save me boot miles. Like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Let's get some people rolling up there so we can have us some fun. Heck yeah. Well, all right, brother. Well, I'll let you back to it, man. It was good catching up. I'm excited to, uh, I was really excited to hear about this edition of snow basin. I think it's going to be great, uh, great time for everybody involved. Uh, and hope you guys, uh, continue to grow math. Like I, I know you're gonna, man. We're doing our best and we just, uh, we really look forward to seeing the families and the smiling faces up on the Hill and do any questions is up. Um, we've got, Callie's done a great job of building that registration page and all of our, you know, jump on there and make your way through it. It's pretty easy. And if there's some tabs there, if you want to learn something about before you register, Callie's got some different things there. And um, we were even talking last night, she's thinking about putting some videos together, some like on screen um, tutorials, you know, to where it help you get through some of registration if you need it. But I'll be honest with you, guy. What they've done in the last couple of months is amazing. So I think I can actually do it now. I, I struggled with it a little bit last year at times, but I think it's lightning fast now. So, all right, guys, to get registered for one of the Mountain Archery Fest. 3D shoots, head over to mountainarcherifest.com. You can register for Purgatory in Durango, Colorado, June 11th through the 13th. Eagle Point in Beaver, Utah is June 25th through the 27th. And Snow Basin in Huntsville, Utah, July 23rd through the 25th. Make sure you type in Western Sea on checkout to receive 10% off. See you on the mountain. Thank you for listening. Follow Western Contours on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, and sign up at westerncontours.com. Episodes are available on most major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down.
We spend a lot of time preparing for our hunts and how we fuel our efforts is key. Head over to valleytopeaknutrition.com, helping you perform optimally in the backcountry. Sign up for Mountain Hunter Box on our partners page. Mountain Hunter Box is a monthly subscription box for backcountry hunters. Receive quality hunting gear and camping gear at your doorstep every month. You can select the species you want to hunt and the method of take with three, six, and 12-month subscription options. Use Western Contours at checkout.